For some reason, a podcast where we give play-by-plays and color commentary on all forms of media. While we don't hold ourselves to any rules, you'll probably hear me focusing on historical and folklore context. And this is my big chance to use my degree in film production and cinema studies. Follow along as we discuss. Nope. <laughs> Yay. Yay! So I think this is probably our most recent movie we've ever done. Maybe. Yeah, and it's. I think it's the first time we've watched one in theaters together. Right? We watched Candyman together. And oh, I yes, said, yes, yes. Of yes. course, yes. I feel like that's like such a weird one off that it might not yeah. count, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so now that we finally, you know, live close to each other and kind of have it together, mm-hmm. um, we have decided to start seeing the movies that are in theaters together yeah. um, as much as we can, at least. So we went out to go see Jordan Peele's newest movie, Nope. Um, Amazing. And I'll also say a quick note, mm-hmm. you might hear us having like a few more ums, a few more pauses. We want to try to get episodes out much more quickly. We mm-hmm. have a fancy new software that makes it a lot easier to do, but it also takes out some of my mm-hmms or some of our laughs. So yeah. we're going to be doing a little bit less editing. We want to give you a little bit more personal take on our lives. We just kind of want to sometimes start with like little mini, not not going off of into like my favorite murder territory. No yeah. offense, no call, no shade, no offense. <laughs> um, podcast which will not be named. Yes, yeah, so a podcast which will not be named. But we do want to give you know a little bit more personal touch to it, if you will, per se. So a couple weeks ago, actually, I did sign up. We I think we both signed up for the return of Movie Pass. Oh my gosh, we're. At least I can say, like, I was a super early adopter to Movie Pass, like, when it first came out, and I am the reason that they stopped (laughs) allowing people to use it, because, like, I used to live in a complex with a movie theater in it, Mm -hmm. so I would go to the movies once, twice per week, just because I could. I was only paying $10 a month, right? and I was seeing at least four to six movies per month for $10, so, um fully uh, expecting to take advantage of this new system. So yeah. whenever it comes to the market we live in, we're here, we're ready, we're so signed excited. up. Yeah. And we will be abusing it. So, oh, absolutely. you know, absolutely. get ready. Hopefully we'll be able to do more newer movies. That is at least one of my personal goals mm-hmm. over the next year or so. And hopefully the new movies aren't trash. <laughs> yeah, we are experiencing, I'll call it a lull in good movies yeah. um, in these current months at least which, since nope yeah i'll say that's what i was gonna say which really made nope stand out because <laughs> yes. it's the first like good quality you know because there's films that you enjoy but you recognize are not like okay that was you know it was fun but uh-huh. it wasn't like a good film listen that's my mo for yeah. the yeah. books i read i'm fully aware that they're trash and i have a good time honestly but uh movie wise especially if we're gonna be paying for it yes we prefer it to at least be like yeah Decent. Decent, right? Yeah. That's why I'm so excited for Movie Pass. And I really hope that they have... I mean, I'm assuming since they're coming back, they've worked this out, they've figured it out. But back when I was using it, it wouldn't always... Like, you can only use it for certain showtimes or certain... Yeah, that's how it became after Mm -hmm. maybe like six months to eight months or so. Mm. Because people like me were (laughs) using it so much and would use it to go see um, even new release movies that they Mm -hmm. were like... We can't be losing money like this. Right. Because um, they were completely in the red the entire time they operated. Yeah. So um, eventually started to be like 
only certain times, then it became only certain movies, then mm-hmm. it became you get three movies a month at yeah. specific times. Yeah. Like, it was... It, it just became complete trash. Yeah. And I would hope that, like, it seems like a lot more theaters are adopting the, like, restaurant theme, too, though. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, as long as, you, like, fine, you get the movie for free, but since you're going to be here, don't you want some food? And I will order some food just oh, to support you guys, especially with good food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movie theaters to go to was um, the Alamo. Alamo? Yeah, I love that. Um, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist where we currently live. And, like... I think what a I've, shame. I've heard chatter about it. They I really think. need to come here. Yeah. Um, yeah it, when it do well, but people love eating here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's a big food place, so. Yeah. Um, I think where you used to live was one, right? And I went to that one. Yeah. Yeah, but the first time I actually ever went was in, when I was visiting Austin. Oh, right, true. Because sometimes when I, it's a theme, when I'm visiting places, I eventually get tired of moving too much. I'm like, I'm just going to go see a movie. <laughs> like, mm. I know I can see this anywhere, but... It was cool. Um, and I thought it was an Austin thing for a minute. Maybe it started. I think maybe it started in Texas, yeah. hence Alamo. Because hmm. everything's bigger in Texas, oh, God. as they love to tell us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, all of that to say, like, we're uh, getting back on the horse, as, as people yeah. say, and as we'll talk about in the movie Very as well. relevant, yeah. Horses. <laughs> wow. Um, Amazing segue. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, guys. We'll try to have mm-hmm. a little bit more chatter in the beginning, just so you get yeah. to know us a little bit more. Yeah. More um, chatter, more releases, a little bit less editing. If it's really annoying, let us know. Because again, I would just love to hear anything from you guys. I would love like a word, like a yeah. an emoji. Ooh-wee. And, <laughs> uh, sometimes you do get, I get text directly, um, from our, which is probably 90% of our audience people, yeah. you know, um, that's fine too. That's fine too. A text um, is fine too. A text is fine. Um, but anyway, we will, that said. Uh, yeah, this was a sample of what you might expect. We'll try to keep it under five minutes, Yeah. but let's start discussing the movie. Yeah. So Nope, of course, is a 2022 movie by Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. Um, The studio, with all his productions, is Monkey Monkey Pop Productions. I don't know how I missed that the first time we watched it, but like, there's a chimp in this and they do a fist bump. And I was like, that's the the monkey paw. There it is. (laughs) Um, So the budget for this was 68 million and Mm -hmm. the revenue so far, because it's actually still in theaters, is 171 million. Wait, it is still in theaters? Yeah, it's still playing uh, down at the local place by me. Oh my god, I wonder if we can still see it in IMAX. Because that was one thing I was like really so, wishing I had seen it. When I just looked at the IMAX theater mm. relatively close to us, mm-hmm. they're only showing like Black Adam and like a One Piece movie. A One Piece movie? Yeah, I um, I might have to go watch that. One Anime Piece movies. Red. Oh no, oh, it's a pre-order. CG? Oh god, I don't know. Is it CG? I don't mind some CG, but I don't... Well, oh, man. it's coming out in November, apparently. Okay. So, um, okay. I would categorize this movie as, like, sci-fi drama. Yeah, sci-fi drama, or, like, I guess classic, classic horror, and that some of the old horrors weren't really scary. They're just yeah. very unnerving and, like, keep you on edge yeah. kind of thing. Almost into the thriller category, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I, I'd say this skews more heavily sci-fi than anything else. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's like one jump scare, but it's like a joke. It like is a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the runtime of this is pretty long. It is 130 minutes. Quite long. But I mean, I want to go see it again just to make sure it keeps getting, like movies of his keep getting funded. So we'll talk about the response to this. It is extremely polarized. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Either, it seems like either people really like it. Um, I'd say that I really like mm-hmm. it. 
Um, or people literally hate it. They don't get it. I <laughs> really? agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really understand uh, the point that he was trying to make. We'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about some of the behind the scenes we watched about mm-hmm. the point he is trying to make. Um, as well as like, I <laughs> don't think people like seeing aliens yeah. in a way that is not like an alien invasion. Yeah, because you know? one of the references, I think Arrival didn't do super well in theaters mm-hmm. either, even though it was like critically acclaimed. Right, yeah. Um, and also just like, not to be mean, but the average viewer nowadays is dumb and they like bad horror movies. And I, I don't disagree. I mean, they've been trained over decades to expect a formula and expect right. certain things handed to them. I, I would actually highly agree with that. I mm-hmm. think anytime we get a horror movie that makes you think a little bit more about the messaging or mm-hmm. even like the type of horror they're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, people automatically don't like it. They don't get it. It's not jump scares. It's yeah. not, you know, an insidious five or right. something oh like that God. where it's just like, we just rewatched insidious last night. So actually. the first one isn't bad. Same yeah. with the conjuring. The first one isn't bad, Yeah. but then like, yeah, it just, it's just, way. yeah, it, yeah th- that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. So I don't disagree. When we left the theater, some of the commentary we were oh hearing coming out was the, wild. The bathroom chatter. The, the, <laughs> girl, we need to have a portion of this podcast called bathroom chatter. Ch- yeah. Shit we hear after the movies. Cause like, Honestly. This time it was, um, well, that must be why OJ is actually the alien at the end. And I was, I was like, like, what? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear like a developed theory. I'm like, how did you, how were you getting that? How the whole did we time? get there? Yeah. How, what, what path did you take? Because yeah. it was just, um, I was honestly surprised wild. to see it got a cinema score of B, which is not rating the film. It's like rating what viewers expected and what they received. Okay. So films that like have huge twists or films like Cabin in the Woods or whatever, mm. Uh, I think that had an F because it's it's different from what people expected to see. Mm-hmm. So I was very surprised that it had a B. I mean, maybe people were still in shock or still when they got pulled. Like, <laughs> I but uh, maybe either. I, way. I didn't think it was that out of like Mm-mm. the norm of, of of where the plot went. To be right. honest, um, which we will get to. I think especially if if viewers have seen any of Jordan Peele's films before, you probably have a little bit better expectation going in I think I think that is the thing I think you should always know that he's going to throw you somehow and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about like the big ways which Mm -hmm. um he he did kind of be like oh that's not what I was expecting yeah um but if you watch Mm sci-fi if you've watched Jordan Peele movies I don't think it was anything like so out of left field that you should have been like oh yeah (laughs) what happened I don't (laughs) understand right um, but some people apparently yeah yeah but yeah let's it is as we just said a very long movie so we have a lot to discuss and honestly um i had so many sources for this i'll talk about mine really quick yeah of course it is imdb wikipedia i also used a website um, to talk about the bible quote in the very beginning oh, yeah. i think it's literally bible.com mm. um as well as we watched a behind the scenes video on youtube that i believe was ripped from somewhere else yeah so i don't know where they pulled that from did a good job of cropping the logo wherever right. it was <laughs> but it's it's eight minutes if you look on youtube you'll be able to find it okay and my main sources ton of them but uh no film school and studio binder did an amazing job of compiling like how they filmed this and it's so so cool 
I think they used like seven cameras total, mm. um, seven different cameras. They shot both on IMAX and on 65 millimeter film, which kind of gives it that grainy texture that mm -hmm. is extremely hard to replicate in CG. And it gives you a lot more depth, a lot more things. And we'll get into more camera work as we discuss. Yeah. So with that, are you ready to start with the plot? Yes, let's go. Okay. So the movie opens to the sound of like a cheesy 80s sitcom starring Gordy, who is mm. a chimpanzee. I just like, I think it's a common thing within our friend group. We're like not huge fans of monkeys. Hate them. Um, Hate them. And honestly, I was like watching this and I was like, this is why I don't like yeah. monkeys. Because um, first off, there is a quote, which is from the Bible, which says, and I quote, I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile and make you a spectacle, mm -hmm. which is Nahum 6.3. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, because, um, you know. Um, but Old Testament things. This is a section from the New King James Version of the Bible. Um, the, this particular book in the Bible deals with the prophecies of Nahum, and this specifically, this section specifically deals with the destruction of uh, Nineveh. Nineveh. I remember that from our history. <laughs> Good job. Um, which is an ancient Assyrian city, which is personified as a woman in the Bible, which, mm. you know. Love that for her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, spec that last word there, spectacle. Just keep that in mind. That is mm -hmm. honestly the entire um, theme. thesis, theme, yeah. everything of the movie is mm -hmm. spectacle. Mm -hmm. So back with Gordy, the chimp, uh, the first actual like scene we see is a film set where there is um, a body splayed out with a single shoe standing on his end. Mm -hmm. A chimp is walking around covered in blood and we hear the very quiet whimpering of a child. Mm -hmm. Next, we flash to a farm or a ranch and a man is doing farm chores while tending to horses. Mm -hmm. There's an older man, Otis Sr., who is training the horses to do tricks, specifically how to lay down and you say, bang, mm -hmm. which is very cute. <laughs> And um, fun thing here is that Keith David, who plays Otis Sr., mm -hmm. he was also in The Thing. He was one of the main characters, yeah. and that was a big inspiration for this, like a shape-shifting thing. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. I just realized we did not say who's starring in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Um, just to quickly state, this is Daniel Kaluuya, which has been in almost every Jordan Peele movie, and along with a lot of others. Mm -hmm. Kiki Palmer, Stephen Young, uh, Michael Wincott, and Brandon... Korea. Mm -hmm. So, to go back. Otis Sr. talks to his son, Otis Jr., a.k.a. OJ, which is how I referred him for the rest of the movie, about landing a role for a show with the horses and that if they don't do this, if they do land this role, they won't have to sell any more of their horses and they won't have any issues. After asking his son, like, if he's good because he looks, like, very sad and despondent, mm -hmm. Otis Sr. asks where his sister is and that she's supposed to be there with them. Otis Jr. or OJ pulls out his phone to call his sister. Just want to say, it is a flip phone. Like an old school like flip phone. Like he's a very country dude in this and I love it. But suddenly his phone glitches and completely goes out. At the same time, the walker for the horses, which is like a circular device that lets horses like walk in a circle, um, also stops and Otis Sr. is upset. In the distance, we hear a woman screaming and Otis Sr. asks if OJ heard that. Suddenly, small metal objects start raining down from the sky, and OJ looks back to see that his dad has slumped over on his horse and begins to slide off. 
Oh, and I think that's, I don't remember which one. That's a reference to some Western film. I'm sure it is. Shot. And also when we first see, uh, or it's one of these shots here where we see OJ, they show the house in the background mm-hmm. and you can see the thing in the very background of the shot. <sighs> this is also a great time to, re- to say all of this, every single cloud in this movie is CG. Like mm-hmm. that's insane to think about because one, they had to find like clear days all the time to film. And they spent like months on the technology of the cloud. So they would get like the atmosphere, the altitude, the weather conditions right. And then they actually had an iPad on set that had Unreal Engine 5 for them to to see where the clouds and everything would be. Honestly, so impressed. Yeah. So, so, so impressed how they made this movie. Crazy. Um, so OJ drives his dad to the hospital who's bleeding from the head, <clears throat> all the while trying to keep him awake by asking him questions, but his dad is really answering incoherently. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, Otis Senior has died, and we see that there is a coin that was lodged in his brain through his eye. Mm. When OJ arrives home, he finds the horse that his dad was riding, Ghost, with a key lodged in his flank. Finally, we get the title card. But the title card is inside of a tube with like distorted screaming in the background, mm-hmm. and then it flashes to the first recorded video ever, which in real life is the same one, mm-hmm. is a jockey riding a horse. Mm-hmm. Now, um, OJ's on a film set where he's talking to some producers and actors and other film crew folks um, while waiting for his, quote, team to arrive. Mm-hmm. And they begin speaking about his father's death literally right in front of him with yeah. no regard to him hearing it or that it might be traumatic because they're speaking about it very callously. Yeah. And they say they're, quote, stuck with OJ there. Um, and he just like has to stand there and listen to it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I think this is definitely a commentary on film sets in general and like the clicky clickiness of it and the attitudes that some runners can have because I'm sure now that Jordan is like the in charge of his sets it's not like this nearly as badly but he's been in tv for a very long time and i've heard things like comedy central doesn't have the best uh Mm. decorum if you will Mm. so i'm sure there's a commentary on you know like one moment you're being told to do one thing another time you're being told to do something else Mm -hmm. much like a trained animal sometimes Mm -hmm. um it's a very big theme as well just the treatment of animals and uh actors especially actors of color as we'll see so this set that he's on is being shot by Antler's Holst, mm-hmm. who is a legendary cinematographer and kind of a dick. I was trying to figure out what Antler's... Why Antler's? So uh, I know of someone named Anders, and at first when mm. I heard it when we were in the theater, I, that's what I thought his name was, because yeah. that's like a real... Or an actual name. Yeah. Norwegian <laughs> name. But like, no, this is Antler's, like the like an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finally clear the set and ask OJ to do his intro. And mind you, he's there with a horse. Like, that's why he's there. He's mm-hmm. a horse trainer in Hollywood. He has a horse on set for them to do something. Mm-hmm. But as OJ tries to do his intro, you can tell he isn't great at public speaking. So he isn't speaking loud enough or looking people in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And as he's trying to muddle through his speech, his sister, Emerald, just called M throughout the movie, mm-hmm. which is a great name, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Um, she person uh, late to production she has a lot more charisma um, and explains that the first video of a black jockey riding a horse and that the jockey riding the horse is their great 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 grandfather 
and that they are the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, mm -hmm. uh, and they follow in his tradition. And pros and cons, like, of real-life history allowing for this, like, in reality, unfortunately, we do not know the name of the jockey in the Edward, Edward Moy Bridge uh, stills, but we do know the name of the horse, Annie G. Um, but that lack of knowledge, while disrespectful, is also, like, allows the lore to possibly be true. It really mm -hmm. could have been their great-great-great-grandfather. So... M gives them the ground rules about how to handle the horses, um, but then, like, tacks on to, like, sell her own skills at the end, like, I'm a DJ, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I can cook. <laughs> Sorry. Phones on set, quiet on set. Not that I just didn't have the same thing happen. And I love, um, there's also, like, a lot of uh, close-ups of eyes, both in general, but especially in this scene on the horse's eye. Mm -hmm. And that's eyes are a big theme in this obviously with spectacle but i thought it might have been a reference to the ring because uh horses mm. of course are known in many cultures to be like uh sensitive i guess to to otherworldly entities oh really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um especially like in the ring that was a big thing like the horses knew that the girl was evil and they jumped off the ship rather than right. be in her presence and it, it that scared me as a kid so bad and just threw me back to that Mm, interesting. <clears throat> um, after M finishes her spiel, the mm -hmm. film crew tries to just like jump right into a test shot mm -hmm. with the horse, but OJ tells, um, tries to tell them that the horse named Lucky needs a break first. Um, he isn't great at asserting himself and then tries to call M over to help, but she's like very busy pushing her skills onto the crew in like a different part of yeah. the set. Oh, one of which is, she says, uh, motorcycle rider. Right. She, yes. She, All the skills you see her use later, she has mentioned she, before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the crew pushes him forward and then does exactly what he tells them not to do by putting a reflective ball in front of the horse, mm -hmm. which scares it, causing it to kick out and almost hit one of the actors and the other film crew people. Mm -hmm. This obviously upsets OJ and also causes them to get fired from the set. Um, and he is told that maybe he just isn't ready yet after the death of his father. Which is bullshit because it's like, no, you, you just literally did what I told you not to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But okay. And then they decide they're going to use a CG horse yeah. uh, instead. I thought it was kind of funny because they have a CG monkey. But... They do. <laughs> I meant to look... Uh, we'll talk about it when, I, when we get there. Mm. But um, I meant to look... I meant to look up because later he mentions um, that they're no longer allowed to use chimps on sets. Mm. It is, I meant to look up oh. if that was true. So maybe Kate can do that while I mm. chat a bit more about the plot. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Em decides to ride up to the ranch with him, but, um, says she's going to stay at her girlfriend's house for the rest of the weekend. So he's going to have to drive her back down, which is hours the next day. Mm -hmm. She gently ribs him about his complaining because he's like, oh, why do I have to drive so much basically? Mm -hmm. But then they head up to the ranch, but first stop at Jupiter's Claim, which is a roadside Western attraction, which is also like their next door neighbor. Um, and it includes a wishing well attraction mm -hmm. that takes a picture of whoever's looking down into it. So it's basically just a camera yeah. that points directly up to the sky, which is something to take note of. Mm. The winking well, it's called. Oh, mm. that's kind of cute. Oh, this is also a good time to mention uh, there actually is a fake real site for uh, Jupiter's Claim, jupiterscLaim.com. 
I'm upset I didn't find out about it until researching for this film because they had like a shop and a giveaway and things. But it's fun if you check it out. It's got some lore building and some music, which you don't see on sites very often anymore. So OJ drops Lucky off at the stables at Jupiter's claim and then tells M that um, he has sold 10 of their horses so far. He then asks her to wait outside like of a building while he talks to the owner because he's trying to develop a business relationship with him mm. um, and that she's a liability because she always promotes her side hustles on the job. Oh, did you notice in the scene that uh, on his desk he has a big pair of shears, like from us? I didn't. Yeah. You're catching all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that in the in the theater when we saw it, and I was like, that's, that's scissors. Which, uh, later too, there's theory that this is in the same universe as us. And he's been asked on it and hasn't commented. So to me, that's a yes, but... <laughs> we'll talk about that. I'm yeah. really curious now. Mm-hmm. Um, M clarifies that this is her side hustle with the horses and not the other stuff. And that he is the liability implying that because of his shyness. Mm-hmm. So they, they go in and they beat uh, Ricky, a.k.a. Jupe Park, um, who's played by Stephen Young. Um, but first we hear his wife on the phone talking about a new and super exciting performance that they'll be debuting soon. Emma's excited that, uh, Jupe is actually a child actor from a show back in the day and keeps interrupting OJ while he's trying to complete this business deal Mm -hmm. with Jupe. Um, he doesn't seem to mind too much though. (laughs) No, Jupe does not mind. He definitely really likes talking about like his film career and like what he did and Mm. Actually, uh, M then notices a Mad Magazine poster on the wall with a chimp on it, and Jupe lets her know that he was on the show Gordy's Home, where the chimp went crazy and killed a bunch of people. Mm. He then takes them to a secret room off his office um, and tells them all about the show where he has a bunch of memorabilia about it. He then talks about how uh, the chimp, Gordy, went crazy for six minutes and 13 seconds. And apparently that's why they can't use chimps anymore um, mm-hmm. on sets. Now, I don't know if that's true, but uh, I'll just say chimps are very dangerous animals. Mm-hmm. So like they probably shouldn't use them on set. They're very unpredictable. I'm finding on PETA's website that as of 2020, specifically chimps are not used in Hollywood anymore, but I don't see anything about primates in general. I think little monkeys are still... I think it's because chimps are honestly so violent. And unpredictable. Um, Right. Like, when they're fine, they're fine. But when they, like, do go crazy, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen... If you've seen, like, the news reports of the woman who basically got her whole face ripped off by a chimp who mm-hmm. she had raised from a baby, like, yeah, you just don't know what they're going to do. And, yeah. I, and they're very strong and very dangerous. Right. So. And she's actually referenced several times in the movie. She way. is, yeah. yeah. And it, I think the character we see later who was attacked by her, uh, by the chimp, mm-hmm. is a direct reference to that same yeah. woman. Um, one of the pieces we see in his collection is that single shoe that we saw in the beginning. And when really asked what happened, um, Jupe instead describes an SNL sketch depicting it instead of what really happened. Yeah. We then flash back to his face, and he says all this with like a lot of glee, but when we flash back to his face in the real incident, he just looks like completely terrified and panting, like in fear under yeah. a table. But the adult Jupe just keeps smiling. Mm-hmm. 
So two things real fast. One, mm -hmm. Chris Kattan is mentioned as being in the SNL skit, mm -hmm. um, which I think was a reference to, they did like a Mr. Peepers. Uh, it's not really at all similar to what uh, Ricky describes, but it really was a sketch where Chris Kattan acted like a monkey. And they did get his his approval somewhat. They asked if they could use his name in the in the movie, but they wouldn't give him any details. So Chris Kattan knew that they were going to use his name, but he didn't know in what capacity. So he said he was actually really honored and like happy to be such a part of the film or feature of the film. Mm -hmm. And then also, interestingly, this is the first time we see Ricky's relationship with the monkey, because obviously that was traumatizing but he's trying to like reclaim the drama. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the sources, No Film School, mentioned how his relationship with animals is supposed to be a direct foil to OJ's relationship with animals, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he's always trying to control them and trying to get something out of them, whereas OJ's always trying to protect them. And I think that, that makes sense, because I was, I was seeing that there was definitely like a direct correlation between like what mm -hmm. happened to him and then also how he eventually treats the the giant alien that we see later and i'll, mm -hmm. I'll touch on that a little bit more as mm -hmm. we get to it yeah. back at home oj tells M that jupe offered to buy the whole ranch and she asks for how much but he doesn't tell her and just says that he's probably a big idiot likely because he will not take the deal mm. siblings head into the house uh to hang out and drink and smoke while listening to records like we sh i sell this because i just want you to realize like they do have a close relationship despite being extremely different people yeah um, and too many to get into again but there's a ton of references both in film uh posters on the wall t-shirts that they wear mm -hmm. it's just like so heavily saturated with references i love it yeah mm -hmm. uh there's there's actually a whole article i read mm -hmm. actually even before the movie came out oh. about the the t-shirts that they wear in yeah those, and that they like scoured thrift stores and vintage <laughs> shops to get like these actual authentic like vintage shirts that we see them wearing yeah, the I'm entire sure. movie. Yeah. Um, and I love it because it's like, yeah, they could have gone to like an Urban Outfitters and something and gotten something, <laughs> yeah. but they really like wanted to make it look like, yeah. you know, these are their shirts that they've owned for like 10 years and yeah. that's what they're wearing now. So I exactly. really did like it. Um, M just uh, talks about one of their old horses named Jean Jacket, which I just love. Um, Made me think of denim. Oh, no. Totally unrelated. Unrelated. Human <laughs> person, but... <laughs> Threw me back to middle, middle slash high school. Yeah. Um, I wish I remembered his name. So I, know. I know. I know. M talks about one of her old horses, Jean Jacket. Uh, that was supposed to be her first horse. She was supposed to train it, but... Otis Sr. got a Western role and suddenly she wasn't allowed to train it anymore. And OJ and her dad did it instead. And that as she was like looking down at them from the window, her dad never looked up at her, but yeah. OJ did. OJ clarifies that it was Scorpion King. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is such a bad movie. Um, it's a bad movie and it gives so much time to it. It does. Um, <laughs> and that it wasn't fun uh, mm -hmm. and that the movie ended up using camels instead anyway. Mm-hmm. He says their dad was hard-headed, and that so is she, um, but he wants to make something of this place, their their ranch, because their dad really made it special. M notices that the horse, Ghost, is actually out in the arena where it shouldn't be. So now we get a title card called Ghost. Yes. OJ goes outside and chats with Ghost, but then hears music blasting from the house and tries mm. to like yell up at M to turn it down, but obviously she can't hear him. Mm. It seems like the music might have um, spooked him because 
Ghost goes running, and OJ mm-hmm. follows him on a farm ATV. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Em, you just noticed that the horse is acting strangely. Why would you blast music? But okay. <laughs> Out there, um, he can see and hear Jupiter's claim in the distance as it has its lights on, as it's mm-hmm. literally echoing sounds throughout the valley. Um, we hear Jupe on like the announcement. If you listen, he's mm-hmm. talking about how every Friday for the last six months, his family um, has been witness to a spectacle of something but then all we hear is like distant screaming suddenly and it seems to be coming from the sky and i like a lot of the time the sound design in this movie is so good mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't tell if it's like fun like roller coaster-esque screaming yeah or panic screaming right <laughs> and i guess truly does it really sound that different no I right yeah back at the house the power dips suddenly and out in the field you see something fly in the sky in the distance, which catches OJ's attention. Oh, this is also probably a good time. There were previous shots, but uh, to mention that this is a night for day, or day for night, rather, day for night shoot, meaning all of the night scenes, I think with like one or two exceptions, were shot during the day. Uh, they did a, a unique technique that I think was the first time they've ever done it. I'm not sure, but definitely unique. They used two different cameras to film it. One was an Ari Alexa shooting 35 in infrared, so black and white. And the other was a Panavision System 65 shooting color. And that way in the post, they were able to merge them and see a lot deeper into the camera than you normally would be able to. And you can't even, to me, I never would have guessed that it was shot at night. Usually when they do this, they use uh, filters and uh, or heavy posts. She means you would never guess it was shot during the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never guess it was shot during the day. Um, and they specifically were going to for an effect that is the human eye at night and not what cameras see at night. I think that was so interesting. Kate told me this, you know, a little bit before we started recording. And I can definitely say, unless I've seen it and I did not know, I cannot think of another movie that the nighttime, if it was shot in the day, mm-hmm. actually looked like night. Yeah. Like, this looks like they shot it in the middle of the night with yeah. just, like, minimal lighting. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really impressed by it. Yeah. So, back at the plot, um, after OJ hears the screaming in the distance, he heads back to the house and him and M look over like their security cameras to see what might have caused the outage. Mm. They don't see anything, but OJ's still unsettled. They go outside on the porch where OJ asks um, if there's a word for a bad miracle. And I was like, isn't that just a curse? Oh, I've never thought about that. But yeah, I guess that is what occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's my hot take. <laughs> but uh, then he states that he doesn't think it was a prop plane, like a propeller plane. Um, that killed their dad, which is apparently is what the excuse they're given was. Mm-hmm. And that ghost made a noise that he's never heard a noise, a, a horse make before, like mm-hmm. when it happened. Yeah. M prompts him um, as to what he saw, but he says he doesn't know, but it was big and fast and he's never seen anything like it. The next day, OJ and M go to the store, like a, like a best buy kind of situation. Fries. And I think the fries was a real... It was real. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer... Yeah. Around. But they did, yeah, they painstakingly recreated it from like photos and things. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So they go to Fry's apparently. <laughs> um, and she tells him that um, they can capture the image of the UFO thing and sell mm-hmm. it on a website from anywhere from 100 to 500K. <laughs> or they can keep the footage rights and make even more money by going on 
Oprah is mm-hmm. what they use as the example or something similar. Yeah, which is another reference because the lady that was attacked by the chimp like revealed right. herself on Oprah, on Oprah and they call it the Oprah shot in the film. Uh, they shop for surveillance equipment and check out uh, are checked out by Angel, um, who offers to help them install it and assures them that they have backup batteries. So like even if there's an outage, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. They explain that the batteries cut out too. And he's, he says uh, they must be at a UFO hotspot because batteries don't cut out in an outage. Mm-hmm. They laugh it off, but their body language is sus at best. <laughs> is that a science reference? I feel like I remember like generators not working or something in science when there's creepies about... Oh, um, that's, like, generally thought of in, like, the paranormal community, you know Um, what I mean? Like, um, aliens causing battery drainages and stuff, Mm. and and that explains why we don't really have a lot of evidence of them being real. Right. (laughs) Except, the Navy did release... Yes. Uh, we call, it's called Disclosure, and it happened, uh, maybe in 2020, I believe. Much to Tom DeLonge's delight. Yes. (laughs) Um, a bunch of footage uh, from the Navy, from the U.S. Navy, of uh, what are now called UAPs. And mm. actually, I talk about that in literally a second. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have some evidence of some things that we don't recognize in the sky. But, like, sure. what is it? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what it is. I'm of the mindset of, like, I'm not going to worry about it until it's bothering me. Not with everything, but with aliens and things that I have, like, no way of comprehending or having any knowledge of. It's like, well, why would I worry about that? That's exactly how I feel. Like, they do exist. We can't be the only things in the universe. But, Mm -hmm. like, if they do come here, what could we do about it? Just let it it be. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Angel arrives at the ranch um, and immediately starts telling them about how he... Just broke up with his girlfriend, et cetera, et cetera. Like going on about this. Yeah. And they just want him to do his job. Right. I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, once he says it'll take more than an hour, M dips out to the store. Mm-hmm. As Angel is setting up, he unprompted, because they were not talking about aliens before, but mm-hmm. unprompted says that they're calling UFOs, UAPs now, which is unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, I heard a theory on, or I read a theory on Reddit that it could also be universal apex predator. (gasps) Oh, Oh, I mean, I think, I, I think you can make up any acronym that could potentially fit, but like that one's fun for the movie. Right. Mm -hmm. While we're on them, nope could also be not of planet earth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, it turns out Angel's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, and they discuss the unclassified documents that the Navy released a few years ago about UAPs, which I just talked about. Don't you hate it when you hire somebody for a simple job, and then they talk to you about conspiracy? So, like, <laughs> when I got my security system set up here... Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, they were nice, but did they start talking about the Joe Rogan podcast? Oh my god. Yes. And then um, this week when I had, you know, just like my standard, like Orkin people come through, Mm -hmm. he was doing the thing that like, you know, just like smiling with like a lot of teeth and being like, no, I'm here to do your service. And then just like stop talking, but Ah. still smiling. Ah. Completely freaked me out. You should have called me. I oh probably should have. Oh. Um, I like checked all my doors and like windows and stuff, yeah. you know, after that. Um, he, he didn't do anything. He just gave me like weird vibes. Oh, um, God. But yeah, when someone comes to your house and you're like, please just do your job yeah. and leave. Um, and that was definitely the <laughs> this moment. God. 
So Emma arrives back and calls them uh, to help her. She has stolen a horse statue with like one of those rope flags, you know, a rope with a lot of little flags mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. from Jupiter's claim. And Jupe arrives and they talk around the subject of her stealing <laughs> the, the statue. Um, and he invites them to a new show they're going to have a Friday at 5 p.m. before leaving. Mm. Angel finally finishes setting up all their equipment and tries to get them to include him on their UAP plans, but they, like, Mm-mm. brush him off and he eventually does leave. He specifically wanted to remotely monitor all of their feeds, mm-hmm. and they were like, no. Oh, thank <laughs> because you. Because creepy. Another title card, Clover. OJ makes a reflective ball, like the one that was previously used on set, while Emma's just like hanging out in an RV that's on the property. OJ hears the horses screaming in the barn, so he goes to check it out. Um, he just like goes through, looks around, turns off all the lights because he doesn't see anything. But mm. as he's walking away, um, all the lights turn back on and hears thumping in the distance. Mm. Uh, at like like the far end of the barn, something starts slowly moving in the shadows and walking towards him. He tries to get it on his phone again, a flip phone from like two thousand three. Yeah. Um, but then another one of these things exits the horse stall. He, as any good black person does, as mm-hmm. we do, says nope, <laughs> and then fuck this shit, and then <laughs> walks away. Before still turning around and recording the things on his phone. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like you cannot get away from the need to re- record, yeah. the need to document, yeah. because a spectacle is happening. And I feel like this moment also, combined with Ricky and his dealing with his trauma, also kind of shows how like uh, a lot of times today we don't really process things. We just watch them a lot. Fully agree. Yeah. And I'll like, talk about that mm, when we mm, um, hit another, another character later. Okay, yeah. Because... Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, okay, so, so suddenly one of these things pops up directly next to him. So he punches it right in the face. <laughs> and it turns out it's Jeep's sons. And they leave after laughing uh, because they're taunting him for stealing their fucking horse statue. Yeah, which is fair. But like, God, you don't have to creep me out like, like that. Creepy masks. So I was watching another YouTube video of just someone like recapping like the the movie and, mm-hmm. and giving his thoughts on it. But he was like, um, he is a rancher in the middle of the country and this is America. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. you would have been shot, shot. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. And that is an absolute truth. Yeah. I thought the alien mask, by the way, was reminiscent of I don't even know which Star Wars film it's from, but there's like a. It's kind of used as a meme sometimes. I can't find a picture of it, but it's like, uh, like, I hope that you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I do. It's like uh, when you feel awkward, kind of me. <laughs> um, but also, also the Spice World movie, Aliens, which I don't remember if you've I, seen Spice World. I have, but... and I know that you love yeah. this movie. Kate gave me a whole primer on the movie as we were like driving through Iceland. She was like. Yeah. You haven't seen it since you were like six. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> she proceeded to tell me all about um, Spice World. Spice I also World. haven't seen it in a while, but I must have watched it 20 to 30 times when I was a kid because I loved it so much. But it's not like Spice World is not a good movie to be clear. This one. This oh, that's, one. That's not Star Wars. Okay, it's not I Star Wars. I don't know Wars. what that's but from. That awkward <laughs> alien meme. It kind of does look like that. <laughs> Well, um, I was thinking it 
the the masks they use kind of look like Planet of the Apes masks, oh. like kind of like primatey aliens or like you know owls. Oh yeah, they did kind of look like owls. Yeah, like snowy owls. Yeah, and um, in uh, something of the fourth kind. Oh, Close Encounters of the Third Thank you. Kind? Yeah. Um, there's there's another movie called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Oh. And it's a maybe we'll maybe one day we'll do it, but yeah. it's kind of like a documentary style movie and um, talking to people who feel like they might have had an abduction sometime in the past, but they're like the way they're recollecting is like they had sleep disturbances and nightmares mm. and they dream about owls and something similar to that, but by the end of the movie you realize that actually they were abducted by aliens mm. and that their mind is creating like the images of owls and stuff to oh. supplant the image of the aliens. I've never seen this. It's it's it good. quite an old movie. Oh. Maybe like 2005 or something. Mm, okay. um, maybe we could watch it. Yeah. But that that's really what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, Tangent City. But those are clearly made, made obviously fake aliens. Yes, they're, they're, they're yeah. fake. So, um, OJ says that the sons also let Clover, their horse, out. Em um, comes out and OJ reminds her that it was her fault for stealing their horse statue in the first place. I mean... Angel is back at the store and he is watching their cameras anyway, despite them saying no. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Em is also, like, back in the RV or the room watching the cameras mm-hmm. and a praying mantis pops up on one of them. Spoopy things. Yes. <laughs> Angel calls to tell her um, that the praying mantis is there, even though they told him not to watch their cameras. Ugh. And he also tells her that camera B has suddenly gone down. OJ's out in the pasture getting clover when he sees that all the house's lights have turned off in the distance. <laughs> Something spooks clover, which sends the horse running. And OJ is knocked over, but looks back to see a stationary cloud with a vortex under it and the flags from the horse statue hanging out of it. Em um, has come outside and asked OJ uh, what that is, while Angel is on the phone still asking about the bug on the camera, which is like the least important thing at the moment. All of the horses start freaking out, and Em asks if it's in the cloud, and then (laughs) yells this like across the pasture to OJ. Mm -hmm. He says a very muted, mm-hmm, because he's, like, such, like, a country. Yeah. Boy. He reminds me a lot of my cousin, mm-hmm. who's, like, from New York City, but you would not know it if you met him, because he is a country bumpkin at heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, he drives a pickup truck. He's like, I just can't wait to retire so I can go to Texas and have my dogs. Oh, my God. Like, he wants to, like, land in dogs and his like, pickup truck. Like It's a beautiful dream. That I was like, yeah, this is... This is uh, the life for some people. Right. But after he mutters his mm-hmm, he goes uh, sprinting off into the distance because Em's like, you gotta run because there was something in the clouds. Which I thought might have also just been a, like, everything's in the cloud nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is moves uh, within the cloud and this again sends Clover running. Oh. Em is still outside and sees um, all the lights turn off again while also now her cell phone dies. Uh, she notices um, that I guess the camera is still on. So she climbs the roof and tries to get the praying mantis off the camera. So, so they can dangerous. 
OJ is now in a barn where he sees something moving in the cloud that's shaped honestly basically like a cowboy hat. Yeah, I loved it. And he sees, or he hears Clover, the horse, screaming while dust is getting kicked up. Ooh. Poor Clover. Poor Clover, such a cute name. <laughs> M is on the roof and sees the object in the cloud like fly away. Mm-hmm. OJ gets back up to the house and reviews the footage with M uh, while she's freaking out and she's like we gotta go <laughs> oj points out they have nowhere to go uh and that says whatever it is isn't coming back that night which i was like you don't know that right i forget did they mention like does em not have a prop like a different address i feel like <laughs> she sleeps with various women and just lives at their houses yeah was, yeah yeah okay yeah sure um because she was talking about going back to her girlfriend's house oh yeah um right like the weekend or whatever before mm-hmm. Um, M says that it's not worth it, but OJ says if she wants to go, she can go, but he has to get up early in the morning because he has mouths to feed. Which, oh, mouths to feed. Oh, right, all oh, right. <laughs> the next morning, uh, OJ imagines talking to his father about how, uh, some animals are unable to be trained, etc. Um, at the same time, M calls Antler, cinematographer. Telling him that she has an offer of a lifetime for him to film the UAP, and they think he's the only one that can get it on film. And is this when he like comments on um, like having like something waiting, like a like a lemon tart, yes. and twelve friends waiting for him? Yeah. So people have said that that might be uh, like an early sign that he's sick or something. Um, like has like some kind of terminal illness, oh. and that uh, this is also a because there's so many Bible references. A biblical reference to the Last Supper, if you will. Maybe. I don't know, because 12 Friends is pretty specific. Yeah. I don't know. Every single thing in film, you know, is, is written R- for a reason. Right. So. Um, so maybe. He mm-hmm. also tells her that it's an impossible dream to catch like this, like once in a lifetime footage. And mm-hmm. then he hangs up. Mm-hmm. Angel arrives un- <laughs> uninvited um, and looks directly at the horizon across the valley in awe, saying that something is real. He then shows them on the footage that there is a cloud on the horizon that does not move at all as time passes. OJ realizes that that cloud must have been there for at least six months just sitting. Which I don't know how he came up with that number, but Me either. yeah. But again, it's so cool. Like I knew that they had to have CG'd that one cloud, mm-hmm. but they that's what I thought. I thought it was like yeah. just the one cloud, right? Apparently, all of them. <laughs> um, M thinks that this footage of this stationary cloud is enough to move forward. And I will say, she's probably right. They probably could have gotten some money for that, but, like, not enough to, like, yeah. change their lives or save the, the ranch. Right. But Angel and OJ think it's not enough and that they're going to need more proof. Mm-hmm. Angel asks if they're telling him that there's a spaceship in the cloud, but OJ says it doesn't move like a ship, and what if it's not one? Mm-hmm. They're at the diner at the scene, right? No, that's way oh. later. Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, title card, Gordy. Gordy. Right. We're back on... Uh, also, I hate the name. I just want to say Yeah. It. I hate chimps. I hate the name. <laughs> All around. Boo. We're back on the set of Gordy's home, and uh, it's before the incident, so the family's just running lines for the show, mm-hmm. when a popping balloon is what sets Gordy into, like, a murderous rage. Mm-hmm. 
On a silent set, Gordy is attacking Mary Jo, uh, the teenager of the of the film family, mm-hmm. um, out of frame, while Jupe hides under the table, as as a kid. Mm-hmm. One of the actors tries to escape, but is attacked by Gordy as well. Gord, uh, Gordy notices Jupe under the table and slowly approaches without attacking, but is shot right before he touches Jupe. Mm. Then we flash to current day, and Jupe is getting ready for his performance with his wife. I want to say um, another cool film time. They used seven cameras specifically in this scene. They did something called faux cap. So usually mocap, motion capture, if you're going to be do- CGing something over a human, you have to be in a mocap stage and have like all those weird balls on you. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can also do faux cap if you have a ton of cameras. So you get one camera, they use the IMAX camera to be the main angle. Mm-hmm. And then they had six cameras in the rest, like surrounding the rest of the area to give every single angle so that when they went into CG, they could get all the light, everything right. Oh. They also did forced perspective, which is where... Um, most noticeably like the hobbit or something you know Mm -hmm. everything looks big so that things look small Mm -hmm. so they use furniture that was 30 percent bigger in this scene than the other shots and they even got in a stand-in extra like much taller lady (laughs) so that she would look so that just so the chimp would seem you know big and intimidating to, to little ricky so we have another title card rapid succession this one is called lucky which is an apt name. Yes. <laughs> Angel is on the roof of OJ's house, uh, tarping the cameras for an oncoming storm. OJ finds the flyer for that Friday show in a, literally in a pile of shit, horse manure, which I think is very funny. Yeah. And also shows what he thinks of, of the show and mm-hmm. Jupe. Um, but he looks at it and says, he's going to go get lucky, which he already sold to Jupe, but doesn't care at this point. They've already stolen from him once. Yeah, but what does it matter? <laughs> Back at Jupiter's claim, there is what I would call a small to medium crowd. <laughs> um, not many people, couldn't be more than 15, mm-hmm. um, have gathered for this new show, including his old co-star, Mary Jo, which uh, we see is heavily disfigured from her uh, attack mm-hmm. uh, from the chimp. Wearing a lovely bond or hat with a with cover. A veil. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Um, and also in the background, you can see cactus ices and some sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And those were kind of an afterthought. They like just started going to some local restaurant for food because they were hungry. And then every single person loved the food so much. They're like, we want you to cater. We want you to be in the film as extras. And we want to like put your film on or your food on screen. I love that. Yeah. It was fish sandwiches, which is not my choice, but. You know what though? Yeah. A McDonald's fish sandwich True. sometimes hits. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I, and next time I'm in the area, I'm going to try the sandwich because they made 200 of them in like rapid succession and wow. everybody everybody loved them, supposedly. Where so. is this again? Where'd they film? Um, Maybe that's not everything. We should start including filming locations. True. Yeah. Nope. Fish sandwich. And before I get opinions on like fish sandwiches. <laughs> LA. Oh, LA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to LA. I just a keep lot. hearing how much I'd hate it. Yeah, I've I've visited twice, and both times were pretty terrible from the traffic. I mean, like once you're at your destination, it's great, but you have to drive around, and it's awful. <laughs> so, um, back at Jupiter's claim, as I said, small to medium crowd has gathered um, on the back of Jupe's jacket, which I think is a really cool jacket. It's like a Western style jacket. Mm-hmm. There is a UFO on it, yeah. uh, like over like a desert. I think it's so cool. Love it. 
he has a speech about how for the last six months they have seen a spectacle um, which started with him trying to wrangle a horse named Tigger or Trigger, excuse me. <laughs> I just always think of Winnie the Pooh over Trigger, the right. horse. I would have loved Tigger though. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees a UFO fly through the mist and Trigger goes running through the gulch. He then says that the UFO has a hole on the bottom about two school buses wide, which I was like, Americans will use right. any unit <laughs> but, the but the metric system. <laughs> Um, he says he believes that, uh, they are an alien species, which he calls the viewers and they have been observing him and they trust him or else, uh, he feels like none of them would be there right now. Don't you hate it when you go to a Western show for some country fun and it turns into an alien conspiracy? <laughs> I just want to say it. This is, this is where I want, really want to point out. Like, I think he views the fact that Gordy did not kill and attack him when he was a mm-hmm. kid as like the equivalent of this moment. He's mm-hmm. like, Gordy didn't kill me. And also this thing didn't kill me. And so he's projecting onto this yeah. being or what he calls the viewers mm-hmm. that they must feel these things for him because that's why he yeah. is fine and is not attacked. I think it's also an interesting moment uh, to go or to highlight the choice of name he chose jupiter's claim Mm -hmm. it's like oh you think this is yours you claim this is yours well let's test that (laughs) yeah and also calling them the viewers i mean like i don't know i was just like like us the audience right yeah exactly yeah observing what he's doing yeah so so for it's self-referential indeed (laughs) from a distant shot we see the flags that the UFO had previously sucked up now start coming down from the clouds. Mm. Uh, the UFO starts to emerge from the sky, and he says, oh, they're early, but that's okay because they're giving him a real show. Ugh. I'm like, I, I think it's absurd that you would think you have any control over this situation. Right. Uh, even if it were exactly what you thought it was, like... Yeah. What? Anyway, I think like there's not a camera in his hand or in this scene, but I think again, it's like people that are filming sometimes feel like just because they have a camera or whatever, they're in control of, of what they're being, of what mm-hmm. they're shooting, what they're showing other people, mm-hmm. and could not be further from the truth. Yeah, fully, fully care with you. Um, so he opens like the little box that it, it's literally like a box that lucky's in mm-hmm. but lucky does not run out into the gulch which is like a sh- steep valley yeah. um and jeep looks nervous um but then all the electronics stop working and the wind picks up mm-hmm. uh then we finally actually do see the damage from mary joe's chimp attack because the veil moves is pretty um it also looks similar to a burn victim yeah <clears throat> It's like uh, lips gone. Mm-hmm. No, it's gone. All your yeah. soft tissues basically gone. Yeah. As the UFO comes over the crowd, it literally sucks people up and they're all just screaming. Mm-hmm. We see inside the UFO and realize that it is in fact a giant airborne alien mm-hmm. and that all the people are inside are screaming while being sucked into his digestive system. Yeah. 
This reminded me of those rides. Uh, I know you don't really ride rides, but maybe you remember from when you were younger, like carnival rides that like you, there's no seatbelt. It's just, um, Oh yeah. I don't just do rides. Yeah. Because they make me so sick, yeah. especially that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it reminded me the inside of that. It's always like, you know, one, it's going, it's whirling really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's usually silvery and you're just like pushed up on the edges. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do those like blow up obstacle courses? Yes. 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 Those used to scare me because me they're so claustrophobic. Yeah. They're claustrophobic and sometimes people would be in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what this looked like to me. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever done that before, <laughs> apparently that's what it's like getting eaten by an alien. Ooh. I hope. Well, I forget. I don't think this was uh, had any big, big studio funding, did it? Um, I don't remember seeing well, that, but that doesn't mean it's. I would just true. love if there were like even even if just a short pop up uh, theme park. <gasps> but I would love a, a, a so inspired. Yeah, and then because obviously they'd have the winking well and like things that you don't have to ride rides, mm-hmm. but. I would have loved something like that. That would have been very fun. Yeah. Womp. You can still do just Jordan just, Peele land. Every, every, a park for every Oh, uh, Jordan <laughs> Peele pop-up? Oh, my oh, God. That would be fun. Who do we contact? They'll probably just hear this and be like, do that, do that. Yes. <laughs> if any of you have any connections to people that fund theme parks, <laughs> please do that, please. Mm-hmm. Um... OJ arrives at Jupiter's claim where everything that is not nailed down has been knocked over and moved aside by the wind and there are no people around. Mm. Oh, this is a nice point to reference Jaws. This is like a lot of different Spielberg references, most notably E.T. But um, Jaws is about like three people trying to take over some giant thing. and There's like a lot of destruction like this. So fun. So he walks over to the like stands essentially where the show is happening and mm-hmm. there's a lot of destruction, but Lucky is still standing in his covered pen. Yes. Safe. <laughs> he taught him well. <laughs> he looks around. Uh, Lucky's a brown horse, just by the way. Mm. Black people always know. <laughs> um, actually, in fact, nobody black in the crowd got eaten. Nobody black gets eaten. Oh, really? This. I didn't yeah. know. Oh, my God. Listen, I love it. This isn't our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah, because, well, as we'll discuss later, but I bet, like, there's, like, yeah, if you don't, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I find it very funny. Um, OJ looks around. He doesn't see anyone. So he walks out from, like, underneath the stance, try to get lucky. But the mm. alien swoops down from the clouds and is circling overhead where we also hear it mimicking the sounds of people screaming. Yeah. Which we realize is what you've been hearing this entire time. Yeah. Like in the distance, anytime you hear screaming, it's the alien circling. Above. I couldn't tell if it was mimicking or if they're just being digested actively. I felt like it was mimicking. Mimicking. Yeah. yeah. It could be both. Because again, like if it, if it sounds like fun screaming, you could be like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the bear thing from Annihilation. Yeah. 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 So the alien swoops down close, sucking up everything, causing OJ to like fly up and hit the roof um, in the stance where he's hiding in because it's not well built. Mm. After it cut the, to black, OJ wakes up and it's now nighttime. He's injured but sees that... Lucky has now left his little enclosure, so the alien must not be around. Yeah, the one the one title card person to not get eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lucky. Uh, back at home, uh, Angel has finished waterproofing all the cameras and is about to leave, while OJ is desperately trying to call M. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 
eventually gets through to her and tells her, uh, it's not a ship. Mm-hmm. And Angel, who's like in his little van, is about to leave, but it suddenly dies. And he hears like swooshing mm-hmm. in the distance. Uh, OJ swooshing yeah. intensifies. <laughs> OJ tells M uh, that it ate all of the people at Jupiter's claim and that it is alive, it is territorial, and it thinks that the area is his home. Mm-hmm. But then M's phone dies suddenly. And you might be thinking, how can he know this? about the alien but really i think it's just like he's leaning into what he knows about animals and he's like yeah this is the only conclusion i can draw it to right which, yeah he you knows know. animal behavior super super well mm-hmm. uh angel has run back into the house uh, and grabs a knife from the kitchen before telling M they're in trouble and he yeah. hides under their table better than nothing honestly i honestly kind of admire the lack of guns in the movie I do too. I mean, you know, I'm not like a like yeah. a gun person. Yeah. Um, and they could have very easily made it guns, but also I think that's literally the logic of like, what could a gun do against? Yeah, honestly, something just like suck this. it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a knife arguably might be a worse choice because it's it metallic. It is a worse but, choice, but, but I think it was just like a guy gets something. Right. And oh, it could be like those. Have you seen those YouTube knives that are like made out of like random stuff that you just sharpen it forever? I... Love those videos. Yeah, like a tofu knife. Yes. Yeah, that would be worth. That Japanese <laughs> guy. Have yeah. you seen? He made yes. like a sea water knife. Yeah. Well, that's like I can't sleep. It's right. three in the morning. <laughs> Let me that's that shit I put. Out. <laughs> um, I don't even know his name because it's written in Japanese characters. So yeah. Like, I have no idea what that channel's called. Shout out to you, sir. Big shout outs. <laughs> so, um. M and Angel are in the house, and they hear people screaming outside, and it is pouring. But the rain over the house is suddenly blocked by something large. Mm-hmm. Angel is freaking out, and M tells him very quietly that it is above them. We see a shot from outside, and the alien is just hovering over the house. Ooh. Such a great shot. Yes. Um, and it begins dropping all non-edible pieces of whatever it's consumed on the house. Keys, hats, anything metal, just like raining down little objects. Mm-hmm. And then... Blood. Blood. It's <laughs> just like raining down over the house. Yes. Like the aliens like squeezing out all of the liquid. Yes. Um, I love this. Such an iconic imagery and a shout out to like Carrie, mm-hmm. Amityville Horror, Shining, yeah. Evil Dead, War of the Worlds. All of those old movies where it's just like a rain of blood. Just blood. Like, there it is. Yay. Uh, OJ arrives like back up on the driveway and sees the alien over the house and then his car dies. The alien's on the move and stops right over OJ, who sits completely quietly in his car before eventually opening up the car door to, like, peer up at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it roars at him. It makes a really loud noise. Mm-hmm. And so he just quietly closes the door <laughs> and again says, nope, and just sits there shaking his head. And I was like, this is what black people do. I love <laughs> this it. is what we do. Like, absolutely not. We'll not engage. <laughs> Uh, the alien then drops the horse statue, covered in blood, on the car, which freaks out OJ, who then just, like, locks the door, <laughs> which I found very funny. Yeah. Um, in the early morning, all of the electronics start up, proving that the alien has moved away. Uh, so OJ slowly drives towards the house, passing Angel's truck, which is playing sunglasses at night but super distorted i just yes. want to say third movie with another distorted version of a popular song yes was it this song or um 
that Eurythmic song that you and Maeve kept hearing, like when you were visiting me in Seattle, like y'all said that you heard it on the plane, you heard it like twice in my car, um, and then if you heard it again, it was like, no, I've got to lose the situation. Sweet dreams. It was sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Yeah. It was sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell I'm black because I was like, if we hear that one more time, we got to go. Yeah. Um, and that was also the time where they recalled all the Boeings. Oh, yes. And we yes. flew in on that exact type of Boeing. Mm-hmm. And then we were flying out on the same type of Boeing. And they played that song. And I was yeah. like, we're going to fucking die. No more. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. They Have they used that song yet in a no, but it'd be scary? A good one. It would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe they can't get the rights. Mm. We don't want our thing associated with a scary movie. Come on, Annie. So, uh, M at the house uh, wants to leave, but Angel says they're alive because they stayed in the house. Mm-hmm. OJ back in the like outside can still hear the music from the other car playing, so he chances getting out of the car and like sneaks over to the truck and like opens the door and calls for. Angel and M to like come out of the house mm-hmm. and they do like sprinting but as they're running the music stops because the alien comes out of the clouds like right above them mm-hmm. OJ remembers that looking animals in the eye can make them aggressive so he keeps his eyes on the ground and like ushers Angel and M into the like truck mm-hmm. uh, eventually the alien leaves so they're able to drive away and Angel brings them to his apartment, mm-hmm. like, which is safe. Sure. Um, they see a news broadcast which talks about how everyone at Ju- Jupiter's claim uh, is missing and that there's something weird out in their general area. And Antler, back at his place, hears this report. Mm-hmm. Now they're eating in the diner. Oh, and this is where I was like, ah, I did not catch this the first time we watched this, but the diner that they're eating at is called Copper Pot's Cove. And in one of the very first scenes in Us, the family is like, they just got to their rental and they or their vacation home and they're eating, uh, what do you call it? To go, to go Copper Pots Cove. So same, same fake restaurant food. What a horrible universe that would be to live in. I know, right? Well, and I'm thinking too, cause there's so many flip phones and stuff, like this might be a prequel or something. Or, like, in, in the universe, it takes place earlier in the timeline. Maybe, because we don't actually see that much, like, really modern technology yeah. in this. And yeah. I wonder if it's that or if it's something like when Quentin Tarantino makes his movies, how there's mm. always this, like, references to these fake brands that he's made. True. Yeah. It might be that. It could be that, too, yeah. But I would it, love it's if it's more fun if it's, it. like, it was an alien and then all these people from underground right? came out. It's like well, a shit just, show. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would love if he had like, you know, next say like four or five more films and they still never link it together. But then like the eighth or something. It's like, like it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. um, oh God. But then it'd be like a bad American horror story, which side note, the new season know. is called American Horror Story, New York City. And yes. I just want to fucking die. Are people so, uh, I don't know who's watching I just it. don't want to see anything from that creator anymore. I forget his name, but he did the Dahmer show that, like, yeah. I am so upset about. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I've heard it's good, but I just don't like that. Uh, it's, it's... I don't like dramatizations of true crime. I love true Same. crime, but not the dramatization of it. Yeah, it's like, I understand that you're never going to get, like, a lot of people are never going to want their family stories told that way, but it's one thing to, like, be, like, you know, show off screen them getting hurt. It's another thing to have them, like, on screen getting... Ugh. Yeah, or, and, like, recreating the court scenes when yeah. these people are still alive. Shot for shot, like same yeah anyway uh, yeah anyway. um 
We have thoughts. Um, so they're eating in this diner. OJ states that he doesn't think it eats you if you don't look it in the eye or the hole. Mm -hmm. um, every animal has rules, and that M's idea was good, but they have to catch the moment before it passes. Mm -hmm. um, and they have to go back and feed the horses and let Lucky out of the horse trailer that he is still in from the day before. Mm -hmm. A good time to remind you, if anything online or on your phone or wherever you consume media is bothering you, just close it. Turn Just it get off. out of there. You don't have to. You don't have to consume that. Yeah. Think about your mental health. I mean, that's like a general statement yeah. that I think everyone should remind themselves of once a week. Like, mm -hmm. you can disengage from social media, from any type of media, and simply do something else for your health. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they don't really have an option, I suppose. So no. the three arrive back to the ranch the next day and mm -hmm. find Antler there, who <laughs> acknowledges that there is a wheelchair on their roof and that there is a cloud that has not moved. Mm-hmm. Thanks for summarizing what we know, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> right. He does not acknowledge the blood that's everywhere, but... Right. Well, well that's a given. I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, OJ makes a plan saying that um, they know it doesn't like flags... Um, or the horse statue because it got caught in its windpipe mm -hmm. um, and that they aren't the reason it's there. Jupe tried to claim a, pre a tame a predator mm -hmm. and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And you have to enter into an agreement with one, which is kind of true for like all animals. You have to like... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you meet a new dog, you don't just go pet it. You mm -hmm. gotta gotta like let it smell you and if it's cool you're like cool we're friends like a light pet yeah you know? <laughs> and we're friends to a degree because you still don't know me right <laughs> um so angel asks how do they enter into agreement with an alien but oj says its name is jean jacket <laughs> which i think is so silly but also i love it so i love much. it yeah the kind of because it's i wish it kind of was like a cowboy rifle well, i guess it could be i mean cowboys wear jean, wear jackets. jean jackets yeah with like a Right. French. <laughs> but since we've seen it now, I also want to say, um, I think this is a clear reference both to um, Arrival. Arrival. Okay, this well, is very like, similar. Like yeah. A name. Yeah, yeah, very similar to Arrival. And also, I think, and I don't think I'm out of place for this because there's another anime reference later, I think maybe Evangelion. Um, Jordan Peele is pretty obviously to me an anime fan. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. probably is. Um, I... Uh... uh uh, it's like, why can't angels be aliens? Why can't aliens be angels? I mean, Man. there's already biblical references and it's like really creepy looking. I just, I love that idea. <laughs> OJ says he will draw the alien out while uh, Antler is on a ridge with a completely manual camera. I guess one of the ones you have to like crank. Mm -hmm. uh, they get some wacky waving inflatable tube men. Uh, to track as like jean jacket moves across the valley. Mm -hmm. uh, they move quickly because word is starting to get out there's there's something weird mm -hmm. happening in their valley and they need to get the shot first. I couldn't find anything confirming my theory, but I think antlers might also kind of be a reference to uh, or a call to Werner Herzog. Okay, I was thinking <laughs> Werner Herzog, but I don't think Werner Herzog is a dick. No, 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 he's not a dick. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact, he's like known for having to had work with a lot of dicks and like making the show go on. But just that that extreme commitment to the mm -hmm. film happening, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. One day when we eventually do a Star Wars, which I will force you to do, bless you. Mm. Um, I will talk about my reaction to seeing Werner Herzog in the Mandalorian, which Wait. was. 
Girl, what? I was watching it. I'll just say the story now. I was watching <laughs> The Mandalorian in the uh, pandemic. I didn't know what the series was about or anything. I was depressed. It was like six yeah. months in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine, I'll watch this fucking show you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, and I'm watching the first episode and it's I'm like, fine, this is good. And yeah. I'm just sitting there and I hear Werner Herzog's voice, which is so iconic. Yeah. And I was aloud in my house to myself. I was like, is that Werner Herzog? <laughs> and by God, was it? What? Yes. So is he a fan then, I guess? I don't know. What the hell? I don't know. I mean, he's in it. Wow. And I was so amused. Well, um, good for him. I'm glad he's having fun. He was also in Rick and Morty. Like, yeah. he's just doing whatever yeah. he wants at this point. And I love that for him. You go, Werner. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> to get back to the plot, um, the team goes to the motions to prep, uh, this situation. OJ says, uh, he's, he as in Jean Jacket is big and bad and has spirit, but anything with spirit can get broken. Oh. Um, and they get ready to get the show on the road. Yeah. And we have the final title card, Jean Jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The day of, OJ puts on a bright hoodie with eyes glued to the back of the hood and a fly mask on the horse against it. The jean jacket can't see the horse's eyes. Mm. Antler and Angel set up on the ridge under a camouflage with the camera. M plays loud music from the house to attract jean jacket. Mm-hmm. The valley is full of tube men so they can see where jean jacket is coming from. <laughs> and OJ takes off on Lucky down into the valley. As they're all chatting over um, uh, walkie-talkie, thank you, <laughs> walkie-talkies. Um, OJ sees one single tube man go down, and they think it's just like a fluke. But OJ says no, it's Jean Jacket poking mm. to see like what's going on. Mm. Just kind of cute. Like I know he's a he's a bad yeah, he's a bad know. creature, but he's not bad. Yeah, he's just hungry. he's just hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's actually a quote from oh god Doctor Who I, which mm. I used to watch but um, one of the quotes is like hungry can look a lot like evil very true setting, which is true especially when I'm hungry yeah <laughs> a man on a uh, electric motorcycle yeah. and a completely reflective helmet with a single eye like a camera yeah. arrives at the house uh, trying to film the cloud and starts asking M about June Park, and M realizes that it's TMZ. Fucking TMZ. <laughs> I love just like the. And by the way, fuck TMZ. Right. Fuck just you. just yeah. as an aside, uh-huh. it's, um, they never reference his name in the movie, but in the credits, his his name is Ryder Moybridge, huh. like from the earlier. <laughs> Jean Jacket is uh, really poking in the valley now. Uh, <laughs> um, Giving it a good poke. As like the the motorcycle rider just like flies off down the dirt road after completely ignoring uh, M, who tells him to leave, the rider suddenly hits his uh, EMP field and goes fucking flying off the motorcycle, but is still alive and like screaming as he hits the ground. Very cool stunt. It was good. good. Yeah, I always worry for stunt actors to be honest. I know. Um, there's been a lot of them who've either died or gotten very hurt in the last few years. Right. Um, OJ decides to ride off on Lucky and then go help this man. But when he arrives, he tells the man to keep his eyes on him. Um, because like all the tube men are down now. So Jean Jacket's somewhere mm-hmm. close. The man doesn't understand why OJ isn't filming him Ugh. after the accident. 
and he doesn't want to move or listen to OJ unless he's being filmed or unless at least a picture is being taken. And before I started doing background research, I put this note in my notes and I said, I think a lot of this movie is a critique on the habitual documentation that has become commonplace in society. Mm -hmm. I had a whole rant to my cousin and my sister this week yeah. about how I don't understand how certain videos even exist. exist. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, you must have just been absently recording in this moment. Or I think that's really what it is. People are just desensitized. They're, they don't have no more boundaries of like what should be on film and what shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And like when you should whip out your phone. I think people literally just do it like as a habit now or what, I don't know, what have you. I guess that confuses me because I don't have that no. habit. In fact, I'm adverse to a lot of documentation yeah. unless it's like for a reason like we're doing here today. But right. um I, I think that's that's a big commentary. Of course, he talks about spectacle, but I also think these mundane moments are a weird part of spectacle. Yeah, and know? I think both, like as we were saying earlier, like with Ricky not uh, processing his trauma, I think sometimes there's been studies about it too. Like you're not really retaining your personal memories as much because you're relying on your phone, your technology as to... like a like a filter essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, not really living in the moment. So. Shout out to mindfulness. <laughs> yeah. And deconnect from your phone. Yeah. Truly. Try um, reading a book. It's, you know, I, I bet you'll be surprised at how hard it is. And that'll be a good uh, frame of reference as to where you need to go. Hmm. Jean Jacket arrives over them. And even as the rider is being sucked up into Jean Jacket, he is still screaming for his camera and not for his life. Yeah. Antler mostly misses Jean Jacket because he was reloading a film reel. And Jean Jacket flies right over OJ and we can hear the writer screaming bloody murder inside of him mm. until suddenly it stops. Mm. OJ pulls up his hood and starts to ride away while Jean Jacket does a bunch of like flybys over him. It ends up flying right behind OJ while he's riding so he releases this big flag string to deter it while he hops off Lucky like in a dust cloud and then runs into a barn. Mm. Jean Jacket flies off and they think they got the shot but Antler says the light will be magic soon. I think he's talking <laughs> about like golden hour. Golden hour, yeah. <laughs> um, and instead of answering their walkie-talkie like please, mm -hmm. he picks up more film equipment and heads to the top of the mountain on foot. Yeah. So he's just like out in the open now. And he starts shooting uh, when Jean Jacket flies over the sky, uh, over the mountain, out of the sky over the mountain, and swoops down over him while still filming. And he is sucked up into Jean Jacket uh, with the camera. No. So he's even willing to literally die to get this shot. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird for, like, I mean, I know his, his whole life is cinematography, but then with the theory and some evidence that he might have been sick, it makes more sense Yeah, that you'd be willing to die for this. I guess. I, I wish we had, like... Concrete, yeah. I, even if they had just had, like, a bottle of pills yeah. on, like, his workstation, I think yeah. that would have been enough storytelling. Yeah, because some people were saying, like, he's coughing a lot, but I'm like, he also sounds like he smokes a pack of cigarettes say, a day. I was about to say, 10 packs a day. Yeah. He has such, like, a gravelly voice, so... Yeah. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um... So we also see Angel, who has also left, like, the covering of uh, the camouflage. Mm -hmm. But Angel gets, like, wrapped up in a tarp and some barbed wire so he doesn't get, like, sucked up into the clouds. Mm -hmm. 
it flies um, over to M, where it literally sucks the roof off the trailer she's in, mm-hmm. and she goes flying, but is manages to like not get completely sucked up and eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Jacket goes back for Angel and tries to suck him up, but in the meantime, he has tied himself more firmly in with barbed wire, mm-hmm. so he's not able to like get sucked into Jean Jacket. <laughs> um, <clears throat> M goes limping off, and OJ tells her to get on the bike and get out of there, mm-hmm. all the while trying not to look at Jean Jacket, who has emerged into his final form, <laughs> which is... Very reminiscent of a few animals, I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily the Portuguese man o' war, which is kind of related to like uh, a jellyfish, mm-hmm. um, and also a blanket squid. So if you look at blanket mm. squids and Portuguese man o' wars and Smash Bang Fusion yeah. together, that's what they look like. I was also thinking technicrol or te- tentacrol. Tentacrol, <laughs> who's based off like same squids yeah. and mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a wonderful uh, alien design. So yeah. um, shout out to the people who created that. Yeah, great CG all around. OJ gets unlucky again. While well, M tries to get the bike to start again, it is a electric bike. Mm-hmm. But Jean Jacket is like slowly coming towards her. OJ whistles to get M's attention, letting her uh uh. Okay, sorry, I, my notes were completely fucking confusing as usual edit edit oj whistles getting m's attention and uh getting her to close her eyes which she does which pulls jean jacket's attention from her onto him Mm. um he slowly backs up until and like drawing jean jacket with him until m is able to start the electric bike um even though m is pleading with him to just like let it go and like leave but Mm -hmm. he points at her just like he did when they were kids you know two fingers to the eyes back at you uh, letting her know that he sees her like he's watching Mm -hmm. and uh he's got it so jean jacket opens up a green square flap Mm -hmm. which is fluttering at him like a threat display Mm -hmm. while m finally gets the bike started um and then looks at jean jacket so will now follow her as she rides away to Jupiter's claim, where she does an Akira slide yeah. to a stop. Yeah. yeah, like shot for shot, the, mm-hmm. the slide. It's so good. Before uh, Jean Jacket arrives, M releases like this huge blow-up figure of Jupe, which should distract Jean Jacket. Mm-hmm. She then goes to the well and puts the tokens in uh, to take pictures of the sky. Jean Jacket is still making this like threat display. I also do want to say that... The square looks like, uh, I don't know camera parts, but like the the square Monitor? part of a camera. Oh, like the, um, the, uh... I want to say like aperture, but that uh, can't be right. The sen- Just the sensor? The Maybe, sensor? Yeah, the square part of the front yeah. of the camera. So that's actually what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so Jean Jacket is making a threat display at that floating figure, because it doesn't know that it's not like a living mm-hmm. thing. And then, yes. Yeah, sensor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then attacks it. And M is able to take a photo using the little well at the perfect moment. Which one thing I still don't know from second viewing is, like, were those light bulbs not electric at all? Or how would they have... I don't know how, how right? it works. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> you know, like, I, I just don't know how it works. Mm. Um, but it did work. It did work. <laughs> so they're able to get the photo. Uh, maybe it was, like, all those old types of cameras 
Mm. You know what I mean? That literally use like the flash and like develop the picture right on yeah. the spot. Is I it tin type? Not oh, like later yeah, than yeah. tin type. It was just literally yeah, like the camera would make more sense to me, but like the light itself, I thought would still be. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter if the light goes off or not because like it's it the was daytime. Sometime. Yeah, true. Mm. Maybe it didn't, and I didn't know. Anyway, but anyway, they got the shot. They got the shot. <laughs> you can see Jean Jacket up in the sky. Jean Jacket sucks up that giant blow-up figure. Um, and then goes into its smaller cowboy hat form where the figure inside of it pops and kills Jean Jacket. Oh, Jean Jacket. Yeah. Oh. M is elated. <laughs> and Angel watches from the distance up on the hill as Jean Jacket floats dead <laughs> in the air. And all of the electronics in the area finally come back on. Then a bunch of news people arrive um, to Jupiter's claim while M is still there. And they begin to film Jean Jacket dead in the area. So she has the only live shot of Jean Jacket. Yeah. Uh, OJ is down at the other end of the pasture, having survived the encounter with Lucky. And that's the end of the movie. Ooh. I would yeah. have loved to hear, like, usually I don't like after credit scenes, but I would have loved to see, like, just to, like, drive home one last time, like, the spectacle of it all. Like, because what happened to his body, right? I'm sure, like, people got oh, yeah. parts of it or something or... Who oh, knows? I would imagine that would be an immediate government lockdown. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah that, especially in California. Yeah. They'd scramble jets immediately. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised there was no presence of the government in it. But I kind of like that it wasn't, too. No, I do, too. Yeah. yeah. No guns, just no like, government. <laughs> just, like, people being like, I guess we gotta handle this shit yeah. ourselves. And I, I think that's something um, maybe that some people didn't like. You know, mm. I, I think the absence of, like specific violence in alien movies and I, I mean that like the aliens aren't there to invade or to attack they're yeah just kind of are existing like in arrival mm-hmm. um i don't think people are used to that concept yeah or used to like alien aliens right right you know like, yeah not human they want like, human exactly yeah, yeah they don't have human wants or human needs something yeah. i've mentioned before for annihilation as well mm-hmm. and they're just like living doing their thing yeah he's just eating yeah it's like sorry about your family i don't know anything about that i'm, I'm just, just hungry, hungry. <laughs> Aww. yeah jean jacket r.i.p r.i.p to a real one yeah the posters are great i'm pretty sure jean jacket makes a cameo with steven yun's uh yun mm. yun i think yes yeah. yun i guess even yun's uh photo i think it almost looks like they did posters with every with looks all like the it. main cast, which I didn't know. I'd only see the one with Daniel Kaluuya. I saw his, mm-hmm. Steve's, and then the Cloud one. Mm. Yeah. But, so, I can say I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah. I don't really understand why people don't like it. I'm, I have decided to completely disengage from people's, like, negative <laughs> commentary about a lot of stuff because it's... Yeah. 90% of the internet at this point and it's exhausting yeah. um, hence why we said you can just not engage with stuff it's completely fine you too can say nope <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you do like Jordan Peele's movies give it a try no. um, if it's not in theaters anymore it should be out relatively soon on, on one of the streaming platforms Yes. Um, so for some reason can be found at fsrpod.com and wherever podcasts can be found wherever you're listening to this yes <laughs> Uh, we can also be found on both Instagram and Twitter at FSR Podcast, which I swear we'll start 
linking our tweets again. I, but I just hate Twitter. I hate Twitter. So much. I know, right? Just like we were saying. <laughs> but yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please rate and review us since that's the best method for our podcast to reach a wider audience. Tell your friends, force people to listen to it. Next Put time it you on, have... on a car ride. Exactly. And they can't escape. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, guys, we're really looking forward to giving you more of us um, more, more frequently, and we hope that you're excited for it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, bye! bye.